Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Eugenie Flexer Roger. My brothers and sisters in Christ join me every week as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. That's what I call Christian genuflexing. Thank you for being here, man. We got a special guest. Finally, we've been hooking up and talking about coming through, and, and I've been very excited. Jason, a uh, little, little bit introduce yourself. I know you had uh, it, it's gonna come back on your podcast. If you want to talk about that, introduce yourself again. Thank you for coming here. This is my guest, Jason. Thanks. Hello, Roger. Yes, hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, Jason Nunez, that's my name. Uh, Roger and I met, uh, he essentially posted on a Facebook group saying, hey, you know, anyone interested in being on my podcast? Here's what, a link. A, it wasn't desperate, was it? Because I felt like <laughs> it was like, I told my wife about it. I was like, it was like a date. I was like, I need this qualification. This, that, this, that. Like, I, all these, like, I felt desperate, like a, like a Craigslist ad. Right, right. No, I didn't, I didn't get the desperate vibe from you, honestly. I, it, to me, it looked very... Um, Strategic's the word I want to use there because it wasn't a group a euphemism. There, for, for, there for, you go. Yeah. So it was it was in a group that was geared towards your demographic, right? Young Catholic. So group, if yeah. you're looking for a guest or you're fishing for guests, right? You know, you that's the pond you wanna you wanna cast your you know line into. So well, I don't even fish. That was pretty good. I'm I'm not a fisherman physically <laughs> there by going to a lake. But yeah, that's uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> kind of impressed with myself that one. Yeah, definitely. Guys, if this is your first time again, Faith, Reason, and Geekdom, uh, sometimes the show will be all one topic. You know, we'll talk about just the movie the whole time and do a movie review or talk about faith or reason or whatever. This one, we're going to hit all three. And yeah, what he alluded to foreshadowing, you know, the great Fulton Sheen, that's going to be in our reason part. So I want to get into the faith portion as you kind of finish off. Um, it'll kind of bleed right into there. So tell me a little bit, a little bit more expanding about what, what your mission is, what your mission is currently and how you got into Catholicism or, you know, uh, what cradle to the grave or revert convert and how you really stuck to it. And what was the main point, you know, cause even if someone was Catholic all their life, you know, there has that one main point where they're like, okay, this is what I'm, you know, this is what I'm on or, or whatever. If you kind of flush that out a little bit for us, that would be awesome. Definitely, definitely. And thanks for having me on, Roger. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thanks for the invitation. We, we've been trying to get this done and now's the time, right? So yeah, to go ahead and uh, to go ahead and um, address your question there. Uh, uh, born and raised in um, El Paso, Texas. Currently, I'm 41 years old and I'm a cradle Catholic. So I was raised in, I was raised in the faith. You know, pretty, pretty typical... I would say upbringing from a Catholic perspective, as far as you know, parents take you, uh, parents take you to first communion class. You know, you were you were baptized as an infant. The only recollection you have of that is you know some pictures that your parents show you, and the fact that you have you know godparents. And yes. you know, growing up, um, I would uh, I would and still do to this day refer to my godparents as Nino and Nina, kind of a, a cultural thing right there. And uh, of course, then going to confirmation classes when I was in high school and uh, attended mass. And in my younger days, the, uh, the way to get me to attend mass was to say, we're going to go eat breakfast afterwards. Mm. So, you know, that's <laughs> essentially what got me up on a Sunday morning and ready and went to mass because I knew after mass that we were going to go have breakfast. 
whether that be a McDonald's, whether that be a, a local restaurant that had some awesome French toast that had whipped cream and strawberries instead of syrup. That sounds good. It does, especially right now. I'm one of those guys that could have breakfast any time of the day. Oh, okay. Not sure about you, but I could have eggs like at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm with you on the when breakfast, no, but eggs for some reason at night. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make some scrambled eggs. So yeah. I, I, I kind of see your point. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I, I can, I can uh, sympathize with that. Certainly, certainly. So, yeah, so that was kind of my experience growing up um attending mass i sure i went through con i went through first communion classes uh i was i was i was catechized in the way of these are the prayers memorize your prayers at at the end of the program you need to tell the prayers back to me did you get all the words right yes okay you're catholic congratulations yes congratulations you can receive your first communion (laughs) and you know going back then you know i i you know as most of us and it's you know as it is with the stage in life you're in, mm-hmm. you're 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 doing what you're told, right? Um, looking back at old family pictures, uh, there's a picture of me at my first communion mass, and it's a part of the mass to where we're all standing. And my brother took a picture of me in mid-yawn, like the mm. peakiest peak of yawn, like when your belly is the most you know, yeah. outside or inside you, but your mouth yeah. is just at its widest. I'm picturing it right yes, now. Yes, yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's me. And that's kind of what I remember of my first communion mass. And I, I really wish I could go back and, you know, kind of look at myself, be there and just observe myself receiving, you know, first Holy Communion for the first time. To me, I think, I think that'd be amazing. Uh, you know, but that, so that was basically my experience. Uh, my wife and I moved to San Antonio about nine years ago. And uh, throughout that time, you know, our marriage, we were married in the church. Um, I do have uh, two godchildren. And, uh, but moving to San Antonio is really what helped me become closer to my faith. And the catalyst for that was me attending my Acts retreat. You know, going to Mass, uh, there were some pulpit talks, and men were talking about Axe Retreats. I knew about Axe Retreats because my mother and my sister had been on one. They actually attended together. And aside from that, my, my second oldest brother attended as well. This was all before we moved to El Paso. So before, I, before right, El Paso. Okay. right, exactly, exactly. So, wow, that's so they attended, and so I kind of got. I thought you were gonna say because of the bumper stickers. Oh, that you see a lot of the <laughs> right, axe, yeah, axe that fish and so cross. Like, What's oh, up with what that? that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Gotta, yeah, so that's good to hear. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, so I I knew of axe retreats. Of course, I didn't know what it was. You know, uh, the question was asked during one of the pulpit talks: Are there any men here who are interested in going? And my beautiful, lovely, and supporting wife, being <laughs> the woman she is, I see where this is going. Without it, without without missing a beat, she grabbed <laughs> my wrist and raised my hand for me. Right, so so that was that first step. I guess that was that nudge I needed to say, "You're doing this, right?" The Holy Spirit took over, and you're like, "Oh, that's, it's the Holy Spirit!" Like, "Oh, it's my wife." That's, like, yeah, it's the Holy Spirit acting through my wife. Exactly. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Definitely. So yeah. So October 2012, I I attended my retreat. I knew no one at the retreat. When my wife, my two children, and I moved here, we, we really didn't know anyone in San Antonio. We, uh, we do have one uncle on my wife's side and a cousin and his family, but uh, no one that we really hung out with on a consistent basis. So when I attended the retreat, I knew nobody. Uh, total, you know, loner, you know, didn't know anyone at all. Uh, by the end of that retreat, I knew everyone. That's all I'll say about the retreat there. That and aside from the fact that it really helped opened my eyes. 
Uh, growing up, I've never been in jail. I've never been in a gang. To be quite honest, I've never even been in any kind of physical altercation at all, ever in my life. And I thought I was a good guy, you know? After I, after I attended my retreat, I realized that I could be more. And that more... Okay, I thought, I thought you were going to say, I realized that <laughs> that should be in the pen right now. Right. That should be, that should be like a, a drug lord kingpin. I was like, no. But that, that, what you said is, is the old, to get back to this real quick, I, mm-hmm. I like what you said. You're like, oh, I thought I was a good guy. And, and of course, you, you are a good guy. We're all good. But, but there's that thing that I tell people. It's like, well, I'm a good guy. It's like, well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't kill people or rob cars. like, well, that's a pretty low bar, right? right. That people right. say, like, well, I'm not Hitler. Well, I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> low bar. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I think I'm a good guy. But I like that. So with that point you were saying is you realize, wait, I can be better. The bar is too low. It's like, yeah, I'm a good guy. I don't kill. But, yeah, I like that. Definitely. And that realization, it, it wasn't just to the simple fact of I could be more for me. It was I could be more for my wife. I could be more for my children. Mm-hmm. Heck, I could be more for the world. Yeah. You know, I, I, I am supposed to be the spiritual leader of my family. And I have not done that at all. So you know what? I need to wake up. I need to step up and I need to do. And that's really what helped me become close to my faith and learn more about the faith. From that point on, my wife was surprised, not in the fact that, that, um, that I was continuing to be good, right? But the fact that on Sunday morning, I was the one waking up. I was the one saying, okay, Mass is at this time. Let's get up. Let's get ready. Let's get the kids ready. And let's go. I was the one being motivated to go to Mass. She, she continued to be a driving force for our faith. But it was, like, it was almost like um, our powers of being wonder twins, if you will, activated. <laughs> yeah. And we both had that same enthusiasm to go to Mass on Sunday and get our kids dressed and get them there so that way we can attend as a family. And uh, from then going forward, you know, you know, your, your listeners may be familiar with the term that means on fire. And essentially from that retreat experience on to this day, uh, nearly 10 years later, nearly nine, 10 years later, I like to say that I'm still on fire. That's great. From, from, so that you could pinpoint it from the retreat because I've heard of that, like uh, that huge, like a lot of people will catch on fire. But like you said, you kept going. Some of it, I think, I, I don't know. I don't think this is a statistic. I, I heard it somewhere. Again, uh, I don't know if it was either uh, a podcast or social media. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's true if it's on there. But <laughs> right. I, I heard it somewhere. I don't know where. I don't even know if they're quoting a stat or they're just saying it. They say usually there's like a two week like where you're on fire. And they're like, but after that, how, how else do you keep it moving, keep it burning, keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like, how do you keep doing it? How do you keep fostering that? And, and that's glad that you did it for almost like what, 10 years you said, like, that's, that's amazing that, that, that could be the catapult to push you through. Because again, it is hard when, when we have a family to get on mass, I don't know, like, like even now today, it still struggles with uh, performing an exorcism every time we go to Sunday. We're like, all right, guys, all right, kids, it's time to go to church. And they're like, no, I don't want to go. I'm sleepy. And I have to bring out the holy water and the uh, the, the rosary. And like, it's, it's, it's a battle. It is. And, and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to fight today. Like, I don't want to have to, like, you draw. Oh, I don't have any clothes. I don't know where my shoes are. There's always one. You always find that one. You never, right. So it's a battle. But no, we're like, no, we're going to go. And then when we're late, they're like, yeah, we're going to miss mass. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, oh, look, kids. There's a 1.30. Oh, there's a 2 o'clock. And oh, there's a 5 o'clock. So, like, yeah. So, um, you and your wife being that. And then also, too, uh, I've heard of statistics also was saying that that when, when, when the wife goes to church for the family, that's good. 
But when when the father, the leader, like the the uh, the times that they're more likely to go to church when they're adults, it's 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 more. It right. goes up more. I don't know if you've heard that interesting stat. So that that's very good that you're like I am the spiritual leader of my family and and indeed and it's you see it's it, what, one lesson that I've learned, Roger, to be quite honest, is the fact that you know children they're always watching. You know whether whether it's whether it's a boy or a girl, children, your children are always watching you. And as parents, one lesson that I learned is that I uh, so just. For context, I have two sons. So I, me, Jason, to my children, I am forming the example of how they should be. I'm painting the picture in their mind of how they should be as an adult in every aspect of anything they ever witness me do. When I interact with my wife, if my wife and I have a disagreement, if we're having a great day, if I'm struggling with something personally and they witness it, if I have some kind of vice and they're a witness to that, I am painting the picture for them of how they should be. On that, on that other side, my wife is painting a picture for the type of woman that my children are going to look to for a spouse. Yes. They're going to look for those characteristics. Very important. And those are important. Th- th- that was an important realization that I made as I learned more about my faith in terms of learning how to be a parent, learning how to parent, and learning how to be a husband, and being together, one, you know, with, you know, God at the center. And that's, that's one lesson, that's one, 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 one of those learning points that I, was, that I wanted to share with your listeners, because uh, it's very, very true. And, um, you know, I credit, I credit becoming closer to my faith in making that realization. And just, you know, overall... You know, it's, you were talking earlier about, about, you know, um, that stat about, uh, you know, after about two weeks, you know, it's to, the fire kind of dwindles down. So earlier um, you mentioned um, my podcast, right? Yeah. So my podcast is called um, the John 3.30 podcast, right? And interestingly enough, John 3.30, if you look up that verse, it says, he must increase, I must decrease. Yeah. And that was the theme of the Acts Retreat that I attended. Every Acts Retreat has a scriptural-based theme. And that theme, that scripture was short enough and easy enough for me to remember the yeah. words and the actual scripture, John 3.30. is just yeah. really easy, really simple, something for someone like me who has a kind of a thick brain, a thick, <laughs> thick head here, to learn and understand and come to, come to learn so much just from that short message that we find in the Gospel of John. Um, now, the goal of my podcast, and one of the reasons why I want to bring it back so much is because we all see this. Anyone working in ministry sees this. Whenever any kind of ministry starts or whenever you attend a retreat, sure, for those next two weeks, you're excited. You want to go to Mass. You want to see the people that you spent that weekend with. Essentially, whenever you see them, all those great and wonderful memories come back. Yes. Right, but when you go back home, you go back to your everyday life. If you don't make a change, if you're not bold enough to make a change in your life for the better, then your life's going to go back to the way it was. Your life's the same because you're doing the same thing. Yeah, you're doing. Yeah, no, that's, I like that. 
and that's a good i like that the the, the podcast said that you know people would think 316 uh great verse you know too and, and it's very famous you know by one of my childhood uh, icons when i was little stone cold steve austin <laughs> right. 316 you know, i was a huge 90s uh attitude era uh, w wrestling fan. right right um but yeah because i i like that that you know, he must increase i must decrease because usually most of us are kind of like well if anyone's like me like it's like all right god you know what just just god get out of my way and let me let me do this just if you get out of my way what should i could do for you and you hear that over and over people's like no no wait it's it's him you know yep. and you got to remind myself like i am not the savior i am not the savior it's jesus you know like maybe i can give somebody a good argument or talk to them about the faith but it's ultimately uh jesus god our lord and so yes it, he must and you're like i need to step back let jesus so i like that 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 verse and the, the 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 meaning and the short again the short meaning good you can say it in your head and then bringing back like i said talking about your podcast is like yeah if you have all that feeling but well, what about when you go back and you're around you have no uh you're not reading the scripture or you're not uh communicating with those people or you're because we are in the world you know and, and so like you're gonna have all those influences on you and it's gonna it's gonna make it harder yes. it is it's gonna make it very much harder to do all those things and also too i remember there's this book called i think um it's by tan books they're very yep. they're prolific they just like they are tan they're um little book it's a, i have a little leather one and it's called like uh, spiritual warfare yep there's something that's called the manual for men and i think mm-hmm. this one's called the, the manual for spiritual warfare it's a little gray one awesome it looks cool like and it's it's very good and a lot of stuff in there prayers stuff from the saints and i remember one reading this one talking about how how uh again not word for word i can't quote exactly but it's pretty much talking about how uh christians were to look at it like kind of like the roman centurions used to used to fight i don't know if you've seen 300 yeah definitely one of one of my favorite movies Zack snyder's one of my favorite Zack snyder's movie 300 awesome gerard Gerard butler Butler, (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and um Actually, I want him to be, play like a biblical figure. Right. Like I, I was like, when is Gerard Butler going to do a biblical? Ah, anyway, yeah. come on, finance that Disney or somebody, <laughs> you Universal. Somebody get, somebody, somebody get behind that. Pitch that. Pitch yeah, that. definitely. Okay, so in the line, it's talking about how Christians, we're supposed to have, just like the Roman centurion, some, somebody to the left of us, somebody to the right of us, somebody to uh, in front of us and behind us. Like we have to be praying for each other. Right. We have to be like a little community. So if some one of our brothers is struggling, we're like, all right, man, man brother, can you pray for me? You got my back. You got my side. That person got your side. You know, a Jesus up front, but you have somebody else up front too. And you have all the people, like communion of saints, but also on earth too. You need that communion. And that's very important. That's one reason why, uh, and I thank God for for putting you in my path and and, and introducing me. To, we'll, we'll go into that in a little bit. Sure. Little groups and stuff. So I've seen mm-hmm. about Fulton Sheen is because I uh, twenty nine years uh, was just like uh, culturally Catholic. If if even that. If even that. Never really go to church. Maybe Christmas. Anybody. And it, in a few years, it was kind of like a solo uh, journey, like uh, uh, intellectually, spiritually. And now, like a third phase, I feel like more communally, like actually doing, like going out and yes. doing this, physically doing. Because I had like, okay, and I, I did all the the, the proofs for God existence and, and and the classical theism and all that. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, next, spiritual. Let's, let's learn how to pray. Because as Catholics, we don't in catechism, all we pretty much did. And again, nobody's fault. It's a known kind of like deficient, right. you right. know. Uh, but like we just 
get like the 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 white cotton balls and like glued them on paper right. and recite prayers back and and that's all but no one taught us about mental prayer lexio divina the nobody i didn't Visio know divina to, as as men oh, that, as men who are visual beings to not to go to walk around this earth for 40 years of my life and never heard the term visio divina until 40 years later from being born to go where has this been this calls this speaks to me you know what i mean it's so so (laughs) funny thing this is kind of side but it's related but kind of side but kind of the same so i didn't know that sunflower seeds came from sunflowers i don't think i knew that (laughs) i don't i I never thought about it i never thought about that um so i i i I learned about Reddit from my kids, right? So I sound like a dad right now, but that's because I am. Hey, <laughs> so uh, I learned about Reddit, and there's there's this r slash called I think it's called oddly satisfying, and all it is is people that do things that are oddly satisfying, like it's someone pouring paint, and you into like a clear glass mm. and you see the paint slowly fill the glass i can see as you're right? saying that i'm see- yeah or like someone peeling off that plastic film off a tv or a new phone oh. you know what i mean so it's kind of like visual asmr get it so so someone had this full-blown bloomed sunflower and they were peeling the sunflowers off of the middle and yes, it was oddly satisfying, but I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me that sunflower seeds come from sunflowers? <laughs> and when I learned that, I turned to my wife and I, I showed her this and asked her, and she looks at me and she goes, you didn't know that? <laughs> and I told her, I've been walking around for 41 years yeah. of my life. I never connected the dots that sunflower seeds come from sunflowers. Yeah. So yeah, so back to uh, Visio Divina. Yes, that's something, it's a thing. Everyone who's listening, if you've never heard of it, look it up. If you're somewhat familiar to Lectio Divina, it's mm-hmm. very similar, but it's you guessed it, visual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so um, so that's kind of like what my podcast is. My podcast focuses on, so like the tagline is, how do you keep your fire burning? And that's the one question I ask my guests. Because one of the beautiful aspects of our faith is there is so much, it is so rich that yes. there's something for everyone. So much stuff. And we all don't know everything. We're never yes. going to know everything. But like I just mentioned, I never knew about Visio Divina. Right. Mm-hmm. So the goal of my podcast and my hope and my prayer with the episodes that I release is that someone hear an episode and they learn about something new mm-hmm. about our faith. They didn't know if it interests them, they look more into it and it helps them keep their fire burning. Yeah. So essentially what I do is uh, I basically similar to you. Um, I simply interview everyday Catholics and I simply ask them, how do you keep your fire burning mm-hmm. for our Catholic faith? For some folks, it's, you know, the mass. For some folks, it's going to adoration. For some folks, it's like the Divina. For some folks, it's spiritual reading. Um, for some folks, it's simply just praying one decade of the rosary. Mm-hmm. You know, And it's, someone like me will go, you can do that? I didn't know you could do that. Wow, I, maybe I can start out like that and then work my way up to a rosary. Mm-hmm. You know, So that's, that's essentially, in a nutshell, what my podcast is. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm eager to get it back up again. Um, I'm just... Um, you know, that four letter word that kind of eludes us all time. Mm. It's four letters, right? Just to make sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I so, was thinking of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's good. <laughs> so yeah. Four letter, yeah. So uh, hopefully soon. Um, 
It's gosh, it's um, my last episode that I released was in November. And that was a teaching mass episode that I recorded with Father Charlie Banks, who is a old late priest, one of one of my favorite, favorite persons to interview. He's been on my podcast twice. And uh, we essentially did a audio teaching mass to where he walked us through the mask mm. and the whys behind the what. Yes. You know? Yes. So so I'm excited to get that going again. It sounds um, awesome. It yeah. sounds the way you're the visual divinity, the way you're training, how do you what do you do to keep it on fire? Yeah. You interview that that sounds awesome, man. Definitely. That sounds really good, man. So uh, I want to kind of transition to that and, and uh, let me know, be the first one to know whenever, you, whenever you're whenever you going to get a start up, man, because I would love to check it out. Uh, I'll go back. And if anyone too, um, wants to put it, I'll put in, I'm notoriously bad at this. Or I'm trying to remember. <laughs> put it in the show notes because right. I always say I'll put it in the show And then I was <laughs> like, oh, man. So put it in the show notes to like the older, right, about a year old or so. But I mean, I'm sure those you can just go back and yeah. So definitely. Uh, yeah, let's transition to the uh, the reason part of the show. Sure. Um, Fulton Sheen. Mm. Now, um, I really like his not only his 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 intellectual brain and 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 his prayer life and his the Holy Spirit flows through him. Not only that, but his voice too. Uh, he he's a little bit too slow sometimes, but I like that because it lingers. He kind of lets it sit there, and I I think that's why he does it. He lets it sit there. And then he has his voice and the way he says certain words, he puts emphasis on certain words and he lets things hang. And it's just, just, it's, it's, a it, it's, uh, it's an art the way he does his lectures or his, his, his recordings. Like it's, it's a performance. It really is like his voice gets high and then it gets low. And then he yep. says stuff like, I love, I love that. So like, and he has a, he's a great, great, great intellectual, I mean, Fulton Sheen. And so if you want to tell us a little bit about the group that me and you intend, because um, we do like this, these uh, we listen to the the lectures or, or the parts, and, and then we all kind of let it sink in, listen to it together, and then we share each other's how how we how we hit how it hit us and all this stuff. So if you kind of want to go into that, kind of explain it a little bit more. Certainly, certainly. Um, I first just want to speak about Venerable Fulton J. Sheen just mm -hmm. for a moment. Um, before I do, I just have a question for you. It's it's the the dots are going to connect. So just bear with me here. Sure. Do you know what Mystery Science Theater 3000 is? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> listeners, uh, I hope you do. If you don't, pause this for a moment, Google it, and then come back right now. Okay, <laughs> so Fulton Sheen, on the surface, is very much like Mystery Science Theater 3000. So let me explain, okay? So on the surface, people will say, Sheen's boring. Sheen's too dry. Sheen does not hold my attention. You know, I, I can't listen to him speak for so long, right? Uh, on the surface, right? Just at a glance, right? We, we're all programmed to TikTok videos and Instagram yeah. stories, yes. right? And really loud YouTubers where the scene changes every other second to keep our attention, yes. right? No one can watch an hour-long YouTube video of someone just talking into a screen because that's boring. Well, you know what? If you close your eyes and listen, you can make that video a podcast. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what you're listening to right now. Yeah. So Mystery Science Theater 3000 on the surface is boring. Because when you look at it, it's a silhouette of people yeah, in a movie theater there, yeah. and some weird, bad movie playing. Yeah. On the surface, those two things are like, what? I'm not going to give my time to that. Yeah. But if you stop and you listen yeah. and you're intentional. So quick side note, there's a saying that's been growing in my heart. 
and it's to be Catholic is to be intentional. Mm -hmm. Everything we do as Catholics is intentional. The Mass alone, the 60 minutes while you're in Mass, there is no wasted seconds, there is no wasted movement. Every single thing means something. It's intentional. Okay, so back to Fulton Sheen and Mystery Science Theater 3000. So if you stop and you're intentional about paying attention, Sheen will blow your mind. Yeah. And Mystery Science Theater 3000 will make you laugh and laugh (laughs) and laugh. So that's my connection between the two, right? Never thought I would hear (laughs) Mystery Theater 3000 and Vulnerable Fulton J. Sheen in the same sentence. But you made it happen, and I get it. I get to, I I can see that. I did connect the dots. (laughs) When I woke up this morning, I had no clue I was going to say that sentence, right? <laughs> but, you know, that's the Holy Spirit right now, Definitely, you know, working through me because that. that's that's not coming from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, mystery, th- an old reference that, that maybe Gen Xers will never get. Ah, and, and then all of a sudden, now they probably, if anyone's in that generation, now they just discovered it. So right. That's a great, yeah. Yep. And if you just Googled it, your algorithm is off and you're welcome for that too, okay? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so... All right, so the Fulton Sheen Paragroup Apostolate, which is essentially what you're speaking about, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's another connection we have, right? So with, with you and I speaking, you know, uh, I brought up this group. And uh, thanks be to God, you said, yeah, I'll go and check that out. I love Fulton Sheen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to check this out. And I sent you the information, and I said, okay, we, we meet at this day, at this time, at Holy Spirit. I'll meet you by the Ten Commandments, and I'll show you where the room is, and it'll be all good. And thanks be to God, you showed up. Yeah. I was so excited. I was like, Roger came. Sweet, I got one. So <laughs> For one out of every yeah. 20 people that say they're going to go. Right, like, yes, exactly. Exactly, it's I like got one. fishing analogy going back to bringing it back. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so essentially, Venerable Fulton Sheen, gosh, um, I want to say it was back in the 50s or 60s, he recorded 50 lessons about Catholicism. And he rec- the only thing he had in front of him when he recorded these lessons was a microphone and the Holy Eucharist in a monstrance. He had no notes. He had nothing else in front of him. And each lesson is about 24 to 27 minutes long. And each lesson builds upon itself. And you learn about life, you learn about philosophy, you learn about Catholicism. Yeah. And each one of these lessons, they build on each other, they connect, they, they're so amazing. Uh, Fulton Sheen and this apostolate, they've helped me through one of the toughest times of my life, to be honest with you, Roger. Uh, one part of my story that where, where my faith has really been there, my faith has been there all the time. But my faith has carried me through the most difficult point in my life in these past 41 years. No one's going to see this because this is an audio podcast, but I am a right below the knee amputee, and I was on dialysis for for a year and a half. And the past four years, I didn't work because my kidneys were failing. And I wasn't working. I was home alone. While, While my wife was at work and while my kids were at school, I was home because physically I wasn't well enough to work. So one thing I did is I Googled, how do you start a podcast? And that, that, helped, that introduced me to the world of audio editing. I was already a fan of podcasts. 
overall, but I wanted to create my own to help fill the time and to be productive. So that's how the John 330 podcast was born that's after amazing. I attended my retreat. I, I didn't I didn't know that all that story in the back like that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. That that's wow. That's that's pretty awesome. De- definitely, definitely. So it thank you. And uh, so I'm I'm okay at audio engineering. I do not have a degree in anything. I'm about 10 credits short away from a business management bachelor's degree. Um, mm. but I you know, I there's nothing with a piece of paper with my name that says I can do this. Um, education-wise from institutions aside from my high school diploma. Um, but, I've, I've, you know, YouTube teaches you anything. Yes. So I, I learned how to edit audio. That is, that's I just true. taught my own. I, I taught myself, and I learned through YouTube, right? So shout out to YouTube and everyone on there that I ever watched. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes. So I learned how to build my own computer from you. No, no <laughs> right? not that far, but yeah, no, it does teach you a lot. So a buddy of mine, um, Jorge Aguilar, who he, he asked me, he, he knew that I had a podcast. He was on my podcast as well. So he's like, hey, I'm working on this project and I need someone to help me with the audio. Do you think you can help me? And I was like, well, you know, let me, um, let me check with my wife, just kind of see, you know, what, what, what the situation is and kind of what you need from me. And I want to make sure that I, that I can help you out concerning my health. So everything worked out. I was able to help out. And it, it honestly, it gave me, it gave me a reason to get out of my home. Now, of course, we're talking pre-COVID, right? So, you know, my wife went to work, my boys went to school, and on certain days of the week, I went to go help Sheen. So it gave me an additional purpose in life, right? So my family alone is all I need as motivation to get better, to get healthier, to, um, to you know, get back on my feet, get it? I'm an amputee, get back on my, or I guess on my foot. I don't know, bad joke. But um, so, so yeah, so... Uh, I essentially help them with with this project, and uh, there's a lot of other people behind the scenes, and it's definitely a group effort. Uh, I got to know some wonderful people, some prayerful people, some prayer warriors, some awesome spiritual people that that uh, that are, are that are friends that I'm blessed to call friends. But uh, with 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 this apostolate, essentially what we do is um, we get together a group of people. And we say, okay, for example, every Saturday at 10 a.m. We're going to meet at this location. Um, in in the days leading up to Saturday, we're going to send you an email. You're going to get an MP3 of of the lesson that we're going to you know focus on for that week. But on top of that, you're also going to get the transcription of the lesson. So if you want, you can print it out. You can follow along. You can pull it up on your phone as you're listening and follow along. If if you're anything like me and you you want to write things down, you want to highlight, you want to underline, you want to make notes on the on the column there, you can just print out that print out that transcript and just take that with you to the Saturday meeting. As a group, we listen to the lesson. So you are encouraged to listen to it before Saturday. You don't necessarily have to, but you can. Yeah. It it honestly helps a lot. On Saturday we beat. There's an opening prayer. One of the one of the most beautiful things about that time together is we begin in prayer. Not only do we, do we begin in prayer, but we begin by praying the litany of humility, yeah. which is a beautiful prayer. Yeah. And I, I might, I, I, I'd suggest, Roger, linking that in the show notes also, because oh, okay. um, yeah, I think your listeners gonna... would you know, definitely love that. Uh, so we, we begin with that prayer, then we listen to Sheen, and after Sheen is over, we just go around the table. And we all share one thing that we got from that lesson. There's no obligation to share. You can skip. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you learn from Sheen 
but you learn even more from those that are sharing. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so I that, find that to be true. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And you know, you've been coming on Saturdays with us, and it's really been a joy to have you. And uh, you know, you. we're yeah. we're like on lesson four or five right now. I think it's going into five. Going yeah. to five, yeah. So we got about forty-five more after this week, and you know, it it just gets better and better and yeah. better. Yeah, man, I, I that was great. Thank you for that. Like, because again, uh, venerable Fulton Sheen. There's actually I don't know if if you ever heard of this company called. Um, uh, they're called oh man the the uh, the Catholic woodworker oh yeah yeah okay. definitely yeah they have him. they they do a, a many different things but one of the things they do is they do beautiful rosaries yes I have one of them that that I ordered from them and they you know it's a, it could get pricey but mm-hmm. these are durable because like going back to what you're saying about we are visual that's why God knows we're material creatures that's why he get uh, Moses's and uh, staff and Aaron's <laughs> rod and, and yep. you have the Ark of the Covenant and all these like very tangible things and we need the Eucharist and we need, you know, that, that sight, touch and smell. Yep. And so the rosary, like I can pray the rosary, you know, without anything, but like just to have those beads. And, and again, they're not like, you know, sometimes the, the little rosaries, they're like real cheap. They break right right away. And these are like strong. These are built to last. So I'm like grabbing it and holding it, whatever. It's almost indestructible. Uh, they have one, they have, they have one of, of, of Fulton Sheen. They oh, have wow. like a special one. Yeah. It's called like the, uh, something the fault machine one. I don't know. That's pretty cool. But yeah, it's pretty cool. So if anybody want to check it out, but yeah, man, because I I really love his his uh, philosophy theology and again, uh, his his voice. He has that old timey accent and he has that 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 gravitas. You know when, yes. when he says that. <laughs> and he's one of the most like once TV and radio was like new. He's one of the most famous. When he's like really it wasn't really done that much. You know in the forties and fifties. So he like kind of broke through that media, you know, that the Catholic media. He was like the first one. So uh, extraordinary, like almost like the Billy Graham of the Catholic, you know. And I don't, I don't, I think Billy Graham came a lot later. Right. Uh, but I think in the 70s or something. But yeah, he was like one of the like on TV and on the radio. So Fulton Sheen, again, lo- again, love his philosophy, his theologies, all of that, all of his lessons. Uh, you really get a lot of it. He talks about life, meaning. And I like him too because he... He he incorporates everything too, and and I like that. Where he'll he'll uh, quote this poem, or he'll quote this book, or he'll right. he'll even talk about Nietzsche. Yeah, yep. he'll, yeah. He'll 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 talk about a painting, and you know, um, kind of to kind of to bring it back to the apostolate here is those transcripts. They have what Sheen's talking about. So Sheen may reference a poem by the, you know the author in the transcript. It'll actually have the poem. If he talks about a painting, at the end of the transcript, it'll oh, have yeah. the painting. So talk about being visual to kind of look at that as he's as he's reflecting on it and speaking to it. It's it's very helpful for that. Uh, but Sheen overall, Sheen is a powerhouse. He's yes. yeah, he's still he relevant today. Yes, very. back back when he was alive. You're right. He was very. on TV. He was on primetime television. Yeah, a a archbishop was on primetime television in the United States in his full yes. in his full attire uh-huh. right uh now if that would happen it oh, would yeah. it would nah. be it would be a happening honestly Dis- it disney's, would disney's not doing that anytime no, soon no <laughs> no they're definitely not putting that anytime soon anytime i don't see that happening yeah and he's actually a emmy award-winning yes yeah um, that's right yeah 
person. Right. I'm not sure what to call him at that point. Emmy Award winner. Winner. There you go. Winner. Yeah. yeah. Instead of winning winner. There you go. Yeah. Good and one. He, Thanks for the and save. Great. <laughs> and, and with his cape, you know, the little, like, yep. the, like oh man, I love it. It's like, it's a, it's a superhero just getting on his attire, you know? So I, I, I really connect with that. And again, he's, yes, like you said, he's, he's a powerhouse. He's an intellectual powerhouse. Yes. So amazing. So relevant. If you guys hear his lessons, these are, you know, decades and decades and decades old. But if you hear some of the lessons, it talks about like, the, the the nihilism and I like that because he goes after the the nihilism the postmodernism all that stuff materialism he attacks that and you see that's what's going on in today's culture you know like in today's culture that's why I tell, tell people it's like man can't you can't force meaning out of a meaningless world right you have to find the truth in the ordered world that we have you can't just make that up. And that's what a lot of people, nihilists, would be like, oh, well, you know, we're just a, a bunch of, 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 of atoms bumping into each other on a rock and stars and gas. And that's, it's all meaningless. Nihilism. And again, even uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, who, who isn't a friend of, of, of Christianity, but even he understood that when God's dead, his famous, you know, about the old man going around saying, where's God? God, we've killed him. You know, God's dead and we've killed him. Even Nietzsche understood the consequences of you remove God, you're going to fill it with something else. And it's the Luciferian idea of what? Self. It's a Luciferian idea of the self. That's what God, non-serving, I will not serve, Lucifer. You That's know, a total opposite blocks, of yes. total opposite of John three thirty. Yes, exactly. Yes, that philosophy yes. right there is I must increase, he must decrease. Yes, which yes. is the complete opposite of the way we should be living our life. And Luciferian, to be yes. quite honest and frank, that is what this world is in right now. We're all yeah. carrying around a, a device that has two cameras, mm. and one of them is pointed at us. Yes, why in the world do we need a camera to point at us like a selfie? Yeah, you know what I mean, like just the, you know. Uh, that's that's probably for a different podcast there but yeah so um i i just kind of want to give your, your listeners an example of of this of this fulton shooting prayer group apostolate mm, yeah. so the overall the you know the name of the group of lessons that we listen to it's called a catholic catechism by by archbishop fulton j sheen so the first lesson is called philosophy of life and the the little subtitle is the anxiety of life. Mm. One of the big lessons you get from that is to love your neighbor. And in, in a time right now where everyone is divisive, you know, if, if there's, there's people that have been lifelong friends and one person is deciding not to get a vaccine and the other one is, and they find out that one isn't, they're no longer friends. Yeah. Simply over that. You know, that, that friend is your neighbor. Yeah. You know, that friend is your brother or your sister. You know, you need to love them. And that goes for both sides of that mm -hmm. coin, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest, not yeah. just one side. No matter where you lie, yeah. you need to love your neighbor. And if we did that, and the, the world would be so much more different right now. I call it, I, I, I say it's the cold civil war. Oh, the cold Just like the civil cold war. war, you know, right. like the cold, but there wasn't really no, you know what I mean? The, right. the, the uh, communist Soviet Union and, and America never really actually engaged. But I, I say it's a, there's a cold civil war going on right now with yep. one side and another. And again, I've been guilty of that too, where I'm like, uh, especially as, as, as Catholic, and they say you fight harder with your, with people that are like Catholics because right. they're so close. At least the other people you understand like, oh, okay, well, yeah. But, but if they're so close and I was like, no, this is that. And, you know, the laws that are going on, um, the, the Texas abortion law, thank God, like that's a good one. And so Thanks you'll, you'll find, but that, that will drive a hard wedge of 
lost people, you know, people have been blocked and not talked to because of of uh, my pro-life views and stuff like that but I, you know that's going to come but the anxiety of life yeah i love what, what was the one um he quoted from a novel about the there's two factories and one gets a great stone they grind it up to powder till it's dust they ship it off to the other side of the river the factory and that factory gets it and builds it up into big stones <laughs> and and yeah again that that goes back to that nihilism is that that being very nihilistic is like nothing matters. You know right. what I mean? Like nothing matters. And if you don't find that, like to, to, to sin is to miss the mark. Yep. Right. Or like in Greek, it's like to, to miss the, the, the miss the something or miss the mark is translated. In it. And that's what you do is you, you fail to do something that you're supposed to do. You know, there's natural law. There's, there's the way that things are ordered. Everything's ordered towards stuff. And when you fail, you miss the mark. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people now are like, we're going through life aimless. We, we don't just, we're not aim or the stuff we do aim at is too low. Yep. We're aiming too low and we're missing the mark. Uh, I know Jordan Peterson talks about that. Uh, uh, there is one person that I would other than Fulton Sheen that, that I can watch on YouTube and he's Fulton Sheen like, as in he's very delivered and slow. Mm-hmm. Like he'll pause for a while mm-hmm. and just, See, some of you guys just quit listening because you're like, that's, that's too much in this culture. You're like, oh, that, in the TikTok culture, like, yep. that, that was too long right there. Definitely. I apologize for that. I'm hurting your ears. But yes, but that, but he's one of the few ones that does that. And, and a lot of people listen uh, or watch uh, um, Jordan Peterson on YouTube. And I'm a big fan of him too. And, and he talks about similar things like that, the anxiety of like. And I think he talks about this one thing where he's like, when people are asking, oh, yeah, so why are people... Uh, have anxiety what we could do could help him and he's talking about like well it should be the other way around it's like why doesn't everybody have anxiety of life the way that we have no meaning the way that we just we just wander like ghosts with nothing like and again meaning you can't find meaning in people too like just people if you make your wife the god that is wrong even your kids we do that a lot nowadays right. um kids become idols and once the the creation once the creation is is idolized and worship more than the creator well that's what we miss and that's why you see a lot of people uh maybe with addictions or, or going through partners and relationships just to make themselves happy real quick and then they break up then they get together or doing drugs pornography all this other stuff they're, they're trying to to fill that meaningless void the right. anxiety of life and, and i like that lesson that that fulton sheen talks about because it's like no, no no look outside of yourself right right like look that's what we have two eyes that we look out we don't look in you keep you keep turning inward and and looking at yourself you're very and that's why i like to say millennials and gen x i like to say that we're um our gen and it's not just us i'm just picking on us right now but <laughs> it's other ones too but I, sure. I, for that i like to say like it's like uh, millennials or gen xers we're like narcissists with low self-esteem it's like it it, it fits to me it fits it perfect because we are we can be and again we all struggle with that i know i'm like i don't want to do this i just want to sit down and watch tv and not help not do not change this diaper not go out to there not feed the poor not do that and 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 we can be very inward and we're turned in on ourselves that's not a good thing not at all not at all and you know a saying that came to my brain as you were talking here as far as in regards to you know millennials gen xers or this really applies to everyone because yeah. we're all human beings yeah right we have two ears and we have one mouth god created us that way so that way we can listen twice as much as we speak yes you know and fulton sheen you know you mentioned his his pauses his pauses are very intentional Mm. Again, to be intent, to be Catholic is to be intentional, and yes. those pauses are very strategic. 
And sure, there's silence, because that's they're supposed to be. That's your turn for your brain to brew on yeah. what he just said. Have you ever read uh, Carno Seras' book, uh, The Power of Silence? Uh, you know what? That's a book that I it's own, incredible. but I have not read. Carno Seras. So yeah. full disclosure, I'm I'm a serial book buyer. Yeah. And that's where that stops. I'm I'm oh, not okay, a serial. So I'll I cannot go to a like a Catholic bookstore or or you know gift shop. And not either come close to walking out the book or walk out the book. And I always tell myself, this is the one. Yeah. This is what's going to get me reading. And it just kind of, I have, I have a book. I have about a three, about a three uh, shelf bookshelf, three shelf high bookshelf that yeah. has books. That's and crazy. I've not read any of them. You should really read that. The Power of Silence. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because that's why I like adoration going doing the Holy Hour or whatever. Yes. We need that silence in this world. Because the devil used that to block us out. I think it, I'm not too sure. I think it was Carl Jung. I'm not too sure. Uh, I could be wrong on this. I think, but I, th- I think it was Carl Jung that said uh, all a man's problems could be summed up in the simple fact that man cannot sit alone in silence for 15 minutes. <laughs> Something true. like that. And that's yep. very true. The power of silence hits you. That it, it hits you because again, we we don't know what we don't know. Like, and that's thinking is not like, oh, I'm just gonna sit here and think about stuff. Like, who am I? I'm just a I'm just an individual. Like, what do I know? The way we need, and that's why I believe in in a freedom of speech and like to dialogue with people because that's when you know you're wrong. How do you not? You have these assumptions and these things and these theories. You want to test them out, put them up against people in a peaceful dialogue and start to exchange ideas and see. Wait, wait, wait. That doesn't work. Or wait a minute. I'm wrong on this part, or I'm right on that part. And again, we have two ears, and I think we need to listen more. And that, that's one of my point why I started this podcast a little bit too, is because I had I've had like three or four debates, and like th- th- what I like to tell people is like I just want to. I don't think most people have because I I've heard them say uh, they, they they make the the they'll ad hominem they'll just like attack oh because of this and because of that right. oh just because of your religion I was like no 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 you never heard why I believe the church teaches not just arbitrarily there's a reason natural law there's a reason why the church teaches what she teaches there's a coherent reason and it fits it, the blueprint it makes life better not perfect like you're not going to suffer no 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 but it it makes more sense and if you don't do that unless you're like super super rich and famous and lucky that's not going to last for too long and and that's why I think we need to hear each other out more and yeah we have one mouth and and two ears to hear to listen because that's what we need to do more so I, I think that oh, I love the Fulton Sheen group so uh is there any last thing you want to say before we go into the sure sure the, yeah so so just kind of real quick just kind of for for the listeners if anything that's been said has kind of piqued your interest in, in these groups right uh, <laughs> so I just kind of wanted to just randomly say some of the titles of some of the lessons they're not in any particular order but I just kind of wanted to give you a little bit more insight yeah. into what some of these topics that he covers again they're 50 lessons again the first lesson is the, the philosophy of life, life yeah. he also talks about good and evil he talks about miracles he talks about the ascension original sin and mm. angels there is five lessons in these 50 that are back to back you know five times that are back to back for for five lessons that focus on marriage That's so good, if yeah. you are if you're engaged if you're married these lessons alone will definitely open your eyes. Yeah. He also t- he also each he also has one lesson each dedicated to the sacraments. 
And he, he talks about hell. He talks about purgatory. Mm. Um, talks about heaven, of course. He talks about Mary. And, you know, there's, there's just so much so here much. to unpack. It's, it's really, really a good time. Um, there is a Facebook page for, for, this, uh, for this apostolate. Um, from my understanding, it's not too, too active, but there is a Facebook page mm. uh, on there. And of course, if you have any questions, um, you can get a hold of Roger. Yeah, Roger can get a hold of me, and I can definitely forward you numbers, any kind of information. All that, all that emails, yeah. Yeah, there there is a website as well that has the mm -hmm. lessons. I don't know off the top of my head. I should, so shame on me for that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll get it to Roger so that way you can put it in the show notes. Sounds great, so, man. Yeah. That's good. So I want to end the show on this. Yeah. Um, me, I am a huge sci-fi fan. Love sci-fi. Love, love, love sci-fi. There's so many. So I don't want to. I just want to talk about just pick one because there's so many, and I don't want to. It's like choosing a kid. Like which one? Which one kid do I love? I don't know. Uh, what day is it? Yeah, yeah. Just like, the one that listens to me. Right. No, but yeah. So it's like I don't know, but I just wanted to just bring one. So it doesn't have to be your best or your favorite. Just one of uh, a sci-fi franchise that it's one of your favorites. And me, like I, I don't even think I have to think about this. Uh, most of the time it's going to stay the same depending on the day but it's going to stay the same uh, the Alien franchise mm. is like oh my I, I just can't get enough I, I read some of the books uh, the comics yep. um, even the well except, well except Alien vs. Predator 2 Requiem or whatever it's called horrible movie that, that, that should be a penance if you guys want to you know <laughs> an, an indulgement or something like that get a pen. yeah watch that movie it's horrible but other than that even um, even the the Predator vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator 1, it's a horrible movie. Enjoyable, though. It's enjoyable. Sure. But Alien, of course, Aliens. Even Alien 3, the director's cut. David Fincher's first movie, who did Seven, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh -huh. He did a bunch of David Fincher, does a lot of stuff like that. That was one of his... That was No, that was his first directorial debut, Alien 3. And if you, they messed up... There's a whole story behind that. You could, like... There's a whole documentary behind that Alien 3 mess, debacle. <laughs> but... A lot of studio interference, but David Fincher, his cut, the direct, the Fincher cut is what they call it. And they have it on split because I have like two or three different book sets, like where it's like the whole set and this set. And I have that um, as a director cut. So even Alien 3, the director's cut, I love that one too. Prometheus, I love mm. Prometheus. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I love Prometheus. Um, Alien vs. Covenant, uh, not as much, but I still enjoyed it like a lot. I had the engineers, and I love Alien. I don't know why I love Alien so much. It's not just the, it, it's because it's action in the sci-fi realm, obviously, and then it's also horror, especially Alien One. It's like a haunted how a haunted. It's like a haunted house, but in space, you know. And so I love, and then also love the the, the mythology, the uh, Geiger's paintings and his pictures and the way he designed the alien it's so like there's a lot of allegories there's been so much books and studies and papers written about the alien the philosophy of prometheus the engineers who made the aliens that they make us like i love that and, and and um they have i don't know if you've seen prometheus and alien covenant but they go into a lot of philosophy you know the mm. androids and they're like well who's my maker and all this, I, I love, they get into a little bit of philosophy, and I love that, even a little bit of theology, like God, and, and I, uh, really, Scott is not, he's not a Christian, but he's like, he makes a lot of Christian-themed movies, like, uh, he's the one who did uh, King, Kingdom of Heaven, uh, he did the Exodus, 
the one with uh, Christian Bale. Yep. The big one. So he mm-hmm. he dips a lot of the like he's like looking or search. He has that a lot of Blade Runner. Uh, Blade like there's a lot of Christian themes of sentience. What is a human? What is God? Like uh, so I love that stuff. They're really sci-fi. So I mean I could just talk about this forever if I don't want to. But um, <laughs> yeah, Aliens the franchise. Uh, I just one of I think Alien is like for me the top one of the top ten greatest movies of all time easily top ten Alien the first one and Aliens all the other ones I love 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 them um, so that's my one of my first one and probably is to be honest is probably my number one yeah uh, but like I said uh, what's one of your top favorite sci-fi franchises yeah so for me and before I answer the question I, I just I just want to compliment you because this is a real cool idea to kind of blend talking about our faith and then combining it with talking about our other interests yeah. and how it relates to our faith also. Mm-hmm. So I think that's awesome. It's real creative. So kudos for that there. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. So for me, um, even though lately I've been really heavy into Marvel, when I say lately, mm. gosh, that's probably been about the past, what, eight, nine years now? Since um, Iron Man 1? Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But for me, I, for me it's, it has to be Star Wars, hands down. Uh, that's been my favorite pretty much for my entire life. And it, you know, with, with these kind of interests, we have peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, something kind of draws our attention away like Marvel. But, you know, we kind of always come back to our favorite. And for me, that's Star Wars. And, you know, what, you know, his name's Grogu, but in my heart, his name's Baby Yoda. He's really (laughs) what's brought me back because he's just so cute, right? Like he's, like, I have a Baby Yoda stuffed animal, like, like he's so cute, you yeah. know. But o- overall, you know, the Star Wars, Star Wars franchise, for me, it, it does it. There's, there's hints of Catholicism and faith, and talking about midichlorians and talking yeah. about the Force, and talking about Anakin being conceived through Immaculate Conception, yeah. virgin and birth, right, yeah. exactly, a virgin birth, and um, even so, my favorite movie in this franchise is Rogue One. And one thing that oh, I find is I, oh, I love Rogue One. One thing that I find interesting is that you ask me one name, one character in my favorite Star Wars movie, I cannot tell you. Why is that about Rogue One? Because I know I'm not the only one like that that doesn't know any of the names of the characters, right? I know who is it, Forrest Whitaker's in that movie, yeah. but I don't know what his name is. Yeah. I remember relating to his character because he was put together by parts, yeah. and he was falling apart. And that was during during a lot of my health crisis, right? And mm-hmm. I felt like I was falling apart. So I was like, man, I can't remember his character so much. Yeah. Was it but Boca the, Katan or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I know one of them, okay, Jen Urso. Jen Urso's I got one, yes. okay, I, I know one now, good, yes. Felicity Jones, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, okay, good. Diego so I, Luna, I Diego Luna. Oh yeah, um, he was in that. He's in there. He's a pilot, right? Yes, yes. and, and they're, doing the, they're doing a show with him. Nice. Did you know that? They're, they're not. They're doing a show with him. Well, obviously it's a prequel, but like right. I love Rogue One. Oh, I know. I'm so I'm glad you said that because uh, Star Wars is probably like the right behind Aliens because I love. Yeah. I'm not a. I wouldn't call myself a diehard, but I'm a pretty like whatever the absolute diehard going to the conventions. I'm like right there. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've a dream of mine has always been to go to the San Diego Comic Con. Mm. Right, if that ever comes back, that'd be one of the most coolest things. To do, I've been to the the San Antonio. I yes, think it's called Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been Alamo to one Con. of those. Alamo, Alamo, Alamo. There you go. Yeah, I've been to one of those, and that was that was really really fun. But uh, so in Rogue One, my favorite character is the guy that's blind. Yes. And his 
his saying, right? When oh, with his that. in his moment, when it's time for him to step up, and it's his scene, and he's just the epitome of of being brave, yes, and displaying that, and just saying, "What is it? I'm uh, one with the I am force, one with the, the force, force. Yeah. and this is with me." Yeah, that's essentially what I feel when I walk through life. Yes, but I'm not saying the force. Yes, I am one with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and the Spirit is with me. Mm-hmm. I am one with God, and God is with me. I am yeah. one with Jesus. Jesus is with me. That's when I saw that. Like even right now, talking about yeah. it, I get chills because it's like you are depicting how I feel. Yes. Right. There's a and I'll kind of I'll kind of switch to Marvel for a second. Iron Man's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, I one of one of my early prosthetics that I had was essentially a tribute to Iron to to Iron Man. Um, it was his armor with the arc reactor in the center, mm-hmm. and that's such a cool oh, prosthetic, cool. right? That's pretty cool. So I still have it. It's kind of as a decoration now. So, but um, that's pretty cool. So close your eyes and picture Iron Man firing everything right he has the rays coming out of his chest the rays coming out of his palms even those cool nanotechnology things that come out and are shooting rays that is a visual representation of how i feel when i'm praying over someone Mm. you know and just just everything i have projecting onto that person and i just i just think that's so awesome but so back to star wars so yeah so that's um that that really for me that's that's awesome that's uh that's my favorite franchise for a lot of different reasons. No, one of them is not Jar Jar Binks, even though that's one of my wife's <laughs> oh, favorite characters. Oh, oh no! You know, and oh, um, that, hey, I think I think a, a spouse loving Jar Jar Binks. I think that's ground for a nomen. If I believe in canon, it's there in canon <laughs> it's, law. If it's you look at it somewhere it, in the back, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the back in little in, text. Invisible ink. <laughs> yeah, invisible ink, and you have to look at it upside down through like a red through through like a brown. Yeah light bulb who's ever seen you, a brown you, light bulb before you gotta you gotta call nicholas cage to decipher that yeah yeah exactly yeah he needs those cool glasses and national treasure <laughs> that have like the five layers of oh, lenses damn. so <laughs> yeah. somewhere in canada yeah but yeah. no john Darby's horrible right right so yeah so it's you know what i mean like i have just watching those movies i it it brings me back to memories of my life like when episode one came out my son was just born mm. and they had like a bring your bring your infant to the movies day to where you could bring like it, it was like for parents to bring their infants and like the volume was turned down low and like the it was like they did things to make it safe for infants so we're like we're gonna watch episode one even though we saw it already we're gonna go watch it again and we're gonna we're gonna sneak in egg mcmuffins because we have a diaper bag you know and it's, it's a, at night, it, exactly yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah so there's just so many memories watching these movies and so for me and my family we very much are moviegoers like before COVID, yeah. that probably was one of the biggest, most devastating things as far as a family group activity goes. Every family has their traditions, right? Some families have dinner together every night. They're fortunate to do so. A lot of families aren't. Uh, some families take this one trip every year to the same destination. You know, for the Nunez family, it was going to the movies. Same, same. And it's it just, you know, you have your routine. You know, you know my wife gets a blanket. Now my boys take blankets and we all get the same drink and the same snack and mm. we sneak in the same candy and <laughs> all that stuff, right? Before we used to go to Costco or Sam's and sneak in hot dogs because they were bigger, they tasted better, the buns weren't hard yeah. and they were cheaper. Yeah. But um, but overall, um, so we just recently went back to movies this past weekend. Mm, what did so you see? we saw uh, Free Guy. Oh, I that like that movie. Is I saw awesome. It. I liked it. That yeah. movie is awesome. I saw that movie. Yeah. 
so going to the movies, you know, it just brings back so many memories of, of not only my wife and I during, you know, when we were dating and engaged, but with our children growing up and them being so young, like they literally grew up in Marvel. Mm. Phase one of Marvel is their childhood. Yeah. So at, at the end of Endgame, when Iron Man says, I am Iron Man, yeah. Iron Man and snaps his fingers, yeah. like we oh, all couldn't man. help but get emotional because yeah. it's like, he's yeah. no more. It's the end of an era. And looking at my children and it's like, man, they're going to be in high school soon. Oh, man. They're going to start driving soon. Like my son is 16. He has two years left until he's an adult legally. Yeah. Wow, it's That's it's amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah, like man. I'm tearing up right now. Yeah. Like I cry for everything. Full disclosure. So like I pray. Yeah. And I can pray and not cry. Every yeah. time I pray, I cry. It must be a charism I have. I'm still trying mm. to. I'm still trying to understand what that means. But all I know is that whenever I pray, just tears stream down my eyes. Um, just like they are right now. But just thinking about my children and um, yeah, you know, movies. Just overall, we love movies. I'm love, saying love, here love. too. I love going. I like going to some people. Yeah, because some of my friend doesn't. I was like, what? I love going. It's an event for me. Like, it's yeah. a, if I know I'm going to the movies, nah, it's gonna be a great day. Like, we get. Yeah, same thing. I have to have the popcorn, the yep. smell. Just, mm-hmm. I like to just like look around in the movie theater. I just like to just bask and like, like look at like we're here. We're in the movie. I just look around. I'll just look around and like bask. I love. We used to go like almost. Once a month or every other month, right? Like, and I have so, and I love, yeah. That's a huge pastime for me. I love going to the movies. Indeed. So it was very hard. Yeah, that was very hard to stay away from the movies. Uh, I don't want to get into this one because this might be another whole hour or so. But real <laughs> quick, um, this is the uh, so the next section is going to be the Patreon episode. <laughs> the pay- oh yeah, the, so, pay- the Patreon. Yeah, the paywall extra- episode, guys. <laughs> yes. Because this one could be long, but uh, just real quick, maybe we'll, we'll circle back another day because that sounds like it's a home topic by itself. Oh, yeah. But just real quick, very controversial. Mm-hmm. I know you people have heard of the you know, Latin Mass versus the Novus Order. Uh. But have you ever heard of, are you more of the new Star Wars? Or are you <laughs> the, old, or the old school? Like, Because you have the... The J.J. Um, Abram, sure. the Disney, the Disney the, Star Wars. Yeah, the Disney versions. Or would you choose the, what would you call them? Uh, like the, 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 the Lucas era? Yeah, okay. The uh, Lucas or, era. How would, you, how would you name that? Um, the OG? Yeah, because there's two OGs. There's yeah. like the original, original one. The, how about we'll move that away? Because we know that's, I mean, we already know that's. So let's move the OG, like Return of the Jedi, right. Empire. Let's, let's remove that. I'm just talking about the Disney trilogy right or the we'll say the 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 lucas uh reboot the episode one two and three the anakin saga yeah there okay. you go yeah the so that's a very saga. controversial because remember for a long time people hated on the new star well before the disney they're like i can't stand the anakin the the new one you know episode one phantom menace you know uh revenge, revenge of the sith and remember there was a whole hate you know the old OGs versus the new it's like oh those are garbage but so now there's another controversy it's like some people are like you know what those weren't that bad. Episode one, two, and three. I, I see a lot of like a reversion now. A lot of people are like, you know what? They're not actually that bad. Uh, the directing, yeah, George Luke, but, but like the story was kind. Of, they, I, I think they executed it wrong. But I like the 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 rise of 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 um, Palpatine. Mm. I think it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. The, the the political stuff, the mm-hmm. war. I like that. I just think they could have executed it better. But I personally always told people I was it is controversial. Like. I actually don't mind the first, yeah, the acting, all the directing. Yes, 
Jar Jar Binks. Let's not talk about that. But <laughs> like, I, I I actually like them. Right. So and so a lot of OG like all oh, this. So now, just real quick, uh, the Disney trilogy right. or the uh, the reboot? I guess we could say. Sure. Sure. Which one are you more? So I'm more of the reboot slash Anakin saga. The for, Anakin saga. Where, and, you know, this will be real quick, but just for a couple of points, to be quite honest with you, the Disney era, to be honest, is a blur for me. Since that's in the most recent past, the past four years for me have literally been a blur because of my mm-hmm. health. Yeah. Right? So to kind of close the loop on that, I brought that up earlier about being on dialysis and yeah. all that stuff, right? So thanks be to God, I did receive a kidney transplant mm. on January 16th, 2020, literally like a month Man. before COVID wow. took over the wow. United States. So to kind of tie that in with Star Wars, the week before my transplant, I met with the transplant surgeon and this was like the last appointment. We already had a date. They told us it was going to happen but I had never met my surgeon. Well, I had, but it was like four years before when I initially went through the evaluation process. And uh, even though they gave us a date, my wife and I were like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna acknowledge this yet. Like, thanks be to God, this is happening. We're, we're thankful, but anything can happen and they can say no, or it's off or whatever, right? So we met with the surgeon and after he kind of examines me and all that stuff and he's like, he knows, he's like, oh, you're wearing a Star Wars shirt. I was like, yeah. Actually, this I bought the shirt at Bucky's of all, of all places. Wow. It says, may the Lord be with you, mm. but it's in the Star Wars font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has like stars on it and stuff. It's pretty cool. He was like, oh, you, you like Star Wars? I was like, yeah. And he looks at me seriously and goes, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? And I say, Rogue One. He's like, me too. And my wife rolls her eyes because she doesn't like Rogue yeah, One. Because spoiler alert, everyone dies in the end. So, <laughs> right. Or all the characters that are, yeah. you know, so... Um, that Vader scene, though. That's oh the oh that God. that oh. Vader scene and the Luke scene at the end of Mandalorian season two. Oh. It's like oh. there, there's actually there's a YouTube video where they play them both simultaneously. The it Luke looks super awesome. Yes, yes. Great show. I love. I think you know what I think the man real quick with the Mandalorian TV show. I think overall it's probably better than the the the, the John trilogy. Favreau. Yeah, John, John Favreau. Favreau like he can do no wrong. Iron Man, Mandalorian. For anyone who Have has never seen, seen the movie Chef, I was Chef. just about to bring it I up. Get out of movie. my brain. I love Get that out movie. of my brain. No, I will not. I will I'm not. peeking the microphone right there. now, but it doesn't matter. So <laughs> I yes. love that movie. Man, <laughs> yeah. I like to like, you know, uh, when we get dinner or buy something or, or get something good, you know, a meal or something, and I like to like watch the movie and eat <laughs> like eat with it. Like, oh, Same. I love that movie. We've seen that Chef. movie probably a good five, six Robert times. Robert Downey Jr. That makes an appearance. Grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, the Cubano. Oh, oh, or no, no, no. Wait, the, yeah. grill, the, regular the grilled one. cheese that, that, yes, that he yes, makes yes. his son is yes. like, I want that sandwich. I made the 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 pasta that he made. I've made that really oh, wow. good with yeah. the ch- a little bit of a what is it? Is it was a I think not not basil. Was it was a paprika or not paprika? Uh, oh, man, parsley with the red chili flakes, olive oil, like and and the pasta is delicious. It's deli- from the oh, it's delicious. Yeah. So. Uh, what were we talking about again? I'm right now. <laughs> no, yeah. So, so, so I met my surgeon, and we we agreed on Rogue One, and so we're like, all right. So I got a good feeling. All right, this is this is great. It's gonna be awesome. So he's walking out of the examination room, and he turns to me and he says, "Hey, I'll see you next week," and that was the confirmation for my wife and I that this was gonna happen. Mm. So that was like our like after he left the room, we hugged, we cried, yeah. all that stuff. But um, so yeah, thanks be to God. Yeah, I've been feeling God. great ever since. But um, so Star Wars even reminds me of that, right? Mm. So it's just it's how powerful these memories 
can just transform us back to uh, these movies and these topics can just transform yeah. us back to a point in time. Yeah. And no matter what it is, listeners, if it's a good time or a bad time, thank God for those memories, right? Yes. Because you, it's 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 a gift from God those memories. Amen. So, and if, if it's a bad memory, you know, there's something you can learn from it. Yeah. And if it's a suffering good memory, is redempt, uh, redemptive. Oh, yes, that's another episode we could do. Oh yeah. <laughs> about about suffering and even redemptive some yeah. suffering. And if it's a good memory, listeners, you can learn from it too. Either way, thank God because Amen. God is good. God is good all the time. All right, I am one with the force. The force is with me. What is it? I, what is the new one? The one we should be saying. That. Yeah. I'm one with the spirit. spirit. The spirit, spirit is, is with me. me. I'm one go. with the spirit. The spirit is with, just over and oh, when when you're at the at the end, mm-hmm. at the end, yeah, he's oh my, he's yeah. walking. He's like, yep. I'm one with this. Oh my god, I'm getting chills right now. Yeah. Oh, that's what I think about when I'm going through. I'm like, that's all right. right, God, God's with me. I'm one with God. Right, God, God, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was well, yeah. Before we we go on another tangent about the force and Catholic, <laughs> there's so much Catholicism. The the celibate, the celibacy, the the may the force be with you. I mean, who there you, you go, get, right? Who, who did, and with your spirit. Who did you get that? yeah. That's how you know you if you're talking to a Catholic, exactly, right? Yeah. May the force be with you and with your spirit. That's like the yeah. Catholic joke every May 4th, every yeah. Star Wars day. Yeah. So. There's so much. We, uh, we could do a whole episode and, on Star Wars. And, you know, alone. just food for thought, listeners. Just picture old Ben Kenobi, picture Obi Wan Kenobi oh. in the 70s, and my boy, Padre, Padre Pio. Pio. yes. It's like splitting image. Yes. Did you know that Ben Kingsley, who played Obi Wan, I'm pretty sure that's his name, he became Catholic? I heard something like that. He did. The one who, the original mm-hmm. one. Yeah, the original. I, yeah. Yes. Who I, played Sir, old Ben Kenobi. He's a, he's yeah. He's Sir. Yeah. No, I'm probably, Ben Kings is probably not the guy. So oh, it's sorry. the guy from Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, Iron yeah. Man. Sorry about that. Whoops. The Mandalorian. So, yeah. Like, yeah. You will never see me coming. Like, yeah. That's been, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sir yeah. Yeah. Something. Sir. Yeah. I don't remember the name, but yes, I heard yes, something that he, he became, became Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. yeah. And he looks like Padre Peel. He does. Yeah. He does. And Padre Peel is going to be uh shot on the bus going to play him. So that's awesome. That's right. So, all right. And man, his so, feast day is coming up next Thursday as of recording this episode. There you go. There you go. All right. Again, once again, this has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom Podcast. I am Roger. I am Jason. Thank you once again for joining us. We'll put all the show notes in there. Uh, I'm going to have Jason, my friend, remind me because I'm horrible (laughs) at that. (sighs) May the force, and most importantly, may the spirit be with you.